Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weekly Nightly Podcast, Season 3, Episode 9. I guess we're more of the Monthly Nightly Podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm Carlo. Hey, guys. This is Eric. And this is Dave. So yeah, monthly nightly podcast. Sorry, we're we're busy people these days. Um, yeah, you know our celebrity status, uh, you know, keeps us super busy and all that. Um, <laughs> you know, Eric, Eric's a uh, yourself, man. Eric's Eric's doing the eye test now, apparently. So uh, that's the big news for for you know none of the games matter. Eric's doing the eye test. That's right. We don't care about stats. We're only we're only what we can watch. So the only the only stats we care about is Paul. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we're recording this Sunday afternoon after uh, Marc-Andre Fleury came in and uh, cried on T-Mobile Ice and then proceeded to beat us. So Yeah, yeah. He's, he got scored on early because his tears were still in his eyes, so he couldn't really see it. But after it dried up, he, he was pretty good. I don't think Vegas was pretty good that game. I don't think it was one of their best games, but. That team, you, you got to give credit to Chicago, though, too. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. they got that lead, they just went down in the shutdown mode because they they wanted it for Flurry, obviously. Yeah. Well, and Chicago knew exactly how to play Vegas and steal a game because they did the exact same shit that one year they ended up in the playoffs by chance because of the bubble. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, there's far too many games to rehash since the last time we recorded. But if you just kind of look at the last, really, this homestand, um, Vegas did not show up to the Nashville game and they did not show up to the Chicago game. Two games that they easily could have won mm-hmm. if they just, I mean, I mean I don't know. Nashville, they only played the last eight minutes and they scored two goals, probably had a real good chance of tying it. Last night, I mean, even the Hutton goal was not – it didn't seem like they ever had any real chances. At least the Nashville game started out. They had the 2 on 0 They couldn't hit mm-hmm. the net, right? Like, there were some chances. Against Chicago, it just – I never felt that Vegas was scoring a goal, like, period, not to yeah. tie it, not to it, do anything. Even the Hutton goal was kind of like – Want to draw cleanly, went right back to him. He threw it at the net and it went in. So it was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah that second period was just just sad. It was a very boring game to watch, to be yeah. honest with you. There was not much happening. It, it was a goal. It was a battle of goalies, really, right? Like, so wasn't he, I don't think the goalies did do much, to be honest with you. Well, no, it was just there, a they had, shots, really, they, like random shots. Yeah, they did have, they did have like spurts where they have really had danger chances. They had to make saves, but. Other than like four or five really good chances, nothing really ha- was going on. To be honest with you, Chicago had more shot blocks than there were shots, or, yeah. or I mean, shot shots against for Vegas. Like Vegas, Vegas had what something like almost fifty shot attempts, but only twenty something went like low twenties. Actually, Flurry saw. Yeah, it was right around that. Yeah, yeah. Vegas still won shots on goal. I think right. Yeah. yeah that's, that's like this is also like yeah. This is the thing though, right? Like they just beat one of the best teams in the league by <laughs> yeah. a lot. Like they played really well against them though. Like like New York Rangers was, I think, Vegas's best game of the season so far. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, probably, I, probably pretty forward. But I mean, yeah. I don't know if you guys listened to the post game show, but DeBoer came out and basically said, "Look, it's a it's a game in the in the middle of December. It's just it's not." It, some games will teams will get up for other game other mm-hmm. reasons, right? And Vegas yeah. just didn't have it tonight, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Like it's not you don't want it to be a a theme, okay. right, to the year. But they played really high against the Rangers, like you guys said. I mean, they were one of the top three teams in the league coming in, and Vegas obviously beat them five to one. Keep in mind their best goalie didn't play because of COVID protocol, but 
you just got to play who's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. that's where add on to that. that. Nashville and uh, the right from Nashville game and the Chicago game was the most disappointing he's been on this homestand, though, too. Yeah. And I don't want to use the Rangers having not not having their best goalie or whatever, because every team's going through it. It's not just them. Like, it's not everybody team, uh, everybody has COVID, but Vegas is a little different. They have injuries, not COVID for some reason. They have both. Um, uh, right now, I don't think anybody's in protocol right now, right? Yeah, not currently, but they have had people. Yeah, they've had. COVID. I'm they talking about out for COVID. I'm but talking about of, currently. Yeah. yeah, this right now, they're only missing four of their regulars, and one of them's never played for the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you really count him or not. I mean, at some yeah. point he comes back, and it's going to be all. It's going to be a, the most fun that this team has probably ever been when he does come back. But as of right now, you're missing Martinez. Which have they said? anything or have i just missed he's it a, wasn't just the skate to the face and since then he's been out no, i don't know but he is skating though he is in a non-contact jersey now but we don't know what the injury is they i'm never... curious if he broke his jaw could be that's good because because it was a skate to the bottom of his yep. jaw like yeah. i'm guessing yeah i mean it had to have been something it's probably not a concussion mm-hmm. i mean it, it could have been something like a broken jaw would be my well, I mean, they didn't announce anything. So let's uh, be honest with Martinez, though. We don't know that he was not nursing a bunch of other pre-existing injuries that he'd been nursing since the playoffs, right? Like he had broken foot at that point. Like who knows what else it was going on with him, too? Yeah. As many shots yeah. as he blocks, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but his his on his way. Uh, he's skating. I think Hague. Uh, I think he said he's also on his way soon too, right? What was Hague's deal? Uh, wrist. Something oh. on his wrist. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Pacioretty had wrist surgery. Mm-hmm. They, who knows how long he'll be out for? Whether he that could be a Kucherov type situation. Mm-hmm. And then you have, who knows? Yeah, it was probably like some minor thing to remove a mole, and they're like, "Oh, you'll be out till April." Sorry. Yeah. And then you have Jack Eichel, right? Eichel yeah. hasn't even come back to Vegas yet. They said he should get back to Vegas sometime in the next couple of weeks, and then start skating, and then you'll start to see it from there. Uh, there's not going to be an Olympic break anymore, so who knows how those games get filled in and who knows when he comes back and then uh, last night so far only four yeah so but i mean that's kind of average there's been just over 100 around the nhl postponed most of them have been home canadian teams yeah um and then to kind of finish the um injuries last night carrier i didn't see a replay of it but danny webster said that when he looked at it it did not look good but i didn't see anything what happened on the play so something more about it yeah, and Carey has been having a quietly having a really good season too. I, I think he's played really well. Uh, he has what four goals now? Normally he can't he can't finish those, but yeah. he's passing that towards His the speed Has been noticeable the last couple of weeks too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like I said, that uh, fourth line has been pretty decent. Yeah, last night the to start the fourth line before Carey got hurt, I thought that was the best fourth line that Vegas has iced in a number of years. Um, but to go to Carlos point on how well Carrier has been playing when he, when, uh, Dodonov was out with COVID protocol, they played Carrier up on the top line. Like that's how much they thought of him. Like he, he got elevated up there. It's kind of, I think he and Colas are going to be, it'll be interesting to see who they like better. If everybody got healthy, what, which one of those would sit. I still, a lot of people are bagging him calls, but I, I, he's not going to finish his chances. I've accepted that, but <laughs> he does everything else. Like he helps Carrier. He's the, he gets the puck, gets it to Carrier. 
or or his or that or center whoever it is he does help out i mean it's a fourth liner i'm not expecting to score 30 goals you know but one would be nice. Yeah, <laughs> he does have one. Very wonderful chance every once in a while. I think it's two, right? His two. Yeah. Both yeah. <laughs> no, are tippins, I believe. Yeah, no, I'm being facetious. But um, yeah. where I so I was out to uh, Summer had a, a birthday dinner last night. So I was out to that. So I didn't, I was watching the game, but I wasn't watching the details. Um, was Where was Patrick last night? Patrick fourth was line. in the fourth, fourth line. line. Yeah, okay. but he, he was getting some ice time with some really good players. Uh, because because of because Carrier was out, they were rotating wingers with him. Okay. Uh, there there was a a really good play that it just bounced off his stick. That was a really good chance. He uh he looked really good a, a couple nights ago too against um, the Rangers. Yeah, he, he probably he's he's improved game. every game he's played in. So that was yeah, definitely that was his best game, and he's got back to back games with the primary assist. Uh, mm-hmm. His first two of the year in nine games. Awesome. Uh, to go to your point, Carlo, he actually was the center between Dodonov and Stone for a full shift because that fourth line had nothing but centers on it. Um, (laughs) Howden and and, uh, Patrick were left um, when Carrier got hurt. So that's, they they were able to play either Howden or Carrier, you know, center spot or a wing spot. They just kind of rotated them all the way through. It was kind of a mishmash all the way through. Mm -hmm. Didn't work obviously because they couldn't, nobody scored. So I was, I was picking up on something the other day. I was watching some of the pressers and Pete DeBoer said basically what you were theorizing a couple podcasts ago, Eric, where he basically said they basically play positionless hockey. Um, mm-hmm. And and on top of that, like I noticed the last couple games, there was, there was a couple shifts where Mark Stone was basically the center after the faceoff. Yeah. He's a- yeah. It's just that they, they play F1, F2, F3, first yep. forward end, second forward end, third forward end. That's what they yeah. do. They, they all have the responsibilities from there and just kind of how it goes. That's why when you look at it, um, on when everybody's healthy and you have Stevenson, Stone, and Pacioretty, Pacioretty's typically F1 on the forecheck. Yep. He is the one that's going and, and, and doing the most. So it is, it's going to be a lot of fun when it all kind of comes together um, because it doesn't matter like for Patrick, for, for how any of these, any of these guys, it, they can play wing, they can play center. It doesn't matter. I'm just really excited for the playoffs to be honest with you. Cause I, I think, um, that's just what everybody's waiting for now. I think I, I don't want that complacency too to go into the team because sometimes they have that mindset and they just kind of like wait for that playoff thing. While I understand, I mean, you still got fifty games left, yeah. and you're gonna have thirty plus have with play. with one of the one of the best players in the world coming into to see. So yes, I agree, Carlo. Obviously, the playoffs can't get here soon enough, but I do want to see how they're able to integrate. Eichel into the lineup. Yes. What it looks like is he going to play on a line with Patrick and Stone? Is he going to play on a line with Dodonov and Patrick or Marshy? Or where is he going to go? Are they going to give him a defensive minded winger with him? Are they going to give him a Stone and a Yanmark? Or how it's going to work, right? A Smith. There, there's, there's so many different ways that they can do it. And I'll be super disappointed if they just roll. Eichel, Stone, Pacioretty, Misfit Line, Stevenson, Dodonov, and Yanmark. Like, to me, that is the, in one term, the sexiest, because obviously Eichel, Pacioretty, and Stone would be one of the best lines in hockey. But it just kind of, I don't know. It just, that seems too, that seems like a cop-out to me. I I mean, I to me, I think that's the way they should go is, 
Because a lot of people say, oh, if you put Eichel on a third line, it's going to make mismatch. Like, I think if you put Stevenson, Dodonov, and Yanmark in there, it's still going to make sense. Because I think that line is going to be a, sec- a second line in a lot of teams. Yeah, put, put Eichel on a line on the fourth line by himself and he'll score every <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, I just think the best line that Vegas has had, or the best two lines in their history, mm-hmm. have been Stone, Pacioretty, and Stevenson, and then obviously the Misfit line. If you just keep those together and then you, you get some depth down, and I don't care, first line, second line, third line, it doesn't matter. I feel bad for the fourth line because they'll never fucking play. Like that will be a fourth line so, of PKers. Like good it, luck, guys. It, if you want your if you want minutes, learn to PK. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it is true that the best line they've had is Patretti, Stevenson, Stone, but you can have a better line if you put Eichel in there. Yeah, what were you saying? The best line ever. Yeah, maybe. And, and, and you ahead. can and you can play that line like 20, 20 minutes. But go ahead, go ahead, Dan Saber. I was going to say, no matter what, it's a good problem to have here. So, I mean, we're bitching about depth. No matter <laughs> what true. you have out there, it's going to be a, a good line. It's going to match up with anybody. Yeah, I saw a Twitter argument about it one day, and I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking Twitter argument possible because you're arguing about something that is, like, an awesome problem to have. It, <laughs> it, is, a, it is an awesome problem, but it's, it's still fun to talk about it, you know? That's yeah. No, but, like, people are getting about. heated. Like, I saw, like, this one thread where people were like, no, fuck you. Like, that's not how oh, it no, works. And I'm like, what That's how fuck? most Twitter yeah, that's true. conversations <laughs> end up, to be honest. Not just you. Twitter, just social media. Like, it has yeah. become, like, you go to social media just to yell at somebody. It's like, yeah, okay. no, yeah. It's, it's, like, social, like, I like it's just this not thing. social media anymore either. It's out there in real life too. Yeah. 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 If you don't agree with me, fuck you, man. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy going up the escalator last night, a couple of steps ahead of me, just chanting, fuck Robin Leonard. I'm like, oh my oh, God, man. Like, did they, are they Vegas fans? No. 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 Not no. really, but he had a Vegas jersey. <laughs> I love uh, my, my retweet on that for you is nobody yeah. hates Vegas fans more than <laughs> other Vegas fans. <laughs> it's Honestly. Because, uh, like, man, it's it's this fan base. I love you, but I hate you at the same time. That's every fan base still, though, right? Yeah, there, there are shitty fans in every fan base. Yeah. By the way, off topic, but Brendan fucking Brisson, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That little Does dance it, he had after scoring. Speaking <laughs> of depth, how are we going to fit Brisson next year? Or, you mean, <laughs> po- and postseason. Oh, right? on the postseason. And then you got to fit in Morozov in there, too. Who, by the way, is probably going to come in uh, a bit earlier than uh, we thought because he just got created to a non-playoff team uh, where – uh, his season's going to end earlier than he would be if he's still in SKA because they're going to go into the playoffs. So he, we might just, get in. They'll, they'll just have to agree to release him is the thing. Yeah. Yep. They'll have to agree to release him from his contract. Uh, he would oh, just well, go I mean, to, no, he would go to His Henderson. contract is done. His contract is done. Your contract runs through the, the like April, April 1st. It, it actually runs yeah. through the playoffs. So they have to agree if they're not in the playoffs to let yeah. him go. But if you'd like to research it, Carlo, and tell me I'm wrong, you do that. Yeah. I'm not wrong, but good luck. Yeah, I think it's April first. Yeah, um, but he'll just go to Henderson. Like I can't imagine. Yeah. I don't know. S- same thing with Brisson. Like uh, as much as we all want these kids and think that they're as great as possible, Vegas has pretty much shown the kids don't play. Yeah. There's no room, anyways, right now. Yeah, there's no room. That's hard. It's they'll want to them to get used to the organization anyway, and that's why they'll send them to Henderson. Yeah, who knows what the hell happened? Forget, forget trying to find room for Morozov and. And Brisson this year, like, what are they going to do if everybody actually got healthy? Yeah, like that's where the 
that's where the whether it be captive national. I don't. Did any of you guys see what the fourth period put out? Um, God, it was probably like ten trade days for, ago. Um, uh, trade for Kessler. Yes, that's a good idea. To be honest with you. Like, it'll cost so, it'll cost them an actual shit ton of real dollars, but it would mm-hmm. give them the most cap space if they trade and have dead money with Kessler. Yeah, but Toronto does it all the time. That's how they got over Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay does it. Yeah, it's a smart idea. I don't know if the Ducks will help his divi- their division rivals. Of course they would. They get they get real they get real That's dollars true. off for an. I don't care if it's a seventh round pick; they'll do it. Yeah, uh, and there are other uh, dead contracts out there too that Vegas can take to help out. But. Yeah, his I think his is the biggest. That's why mm-hmm. it's like six point seven yeah. or something like that. Yeah, is a dead contract lets you lift your own cap that season by or each season by a certain amount, right? It's not the full amount, but it's part. No, because Both. they've already used LTIR and they were max cap before. They'll be able to lift it that full amount. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's also the last year of his contract. So it's like yeah. you don't have to worry yeah. about it next year. And you can worry about it in the offseason. So but there's yeah. still a hard cap, even with all that, isn't there? Like no. No, you can just you can just get all the injured players and <laughs> it's a hard cap at 81.5, but you can roster and all you're mm-hmm. trying to do is get to the playoffs. That's why everybody mm-hmm. um, really got upset about Kucherov's situation because they were literally playing a lineup of like 90 million dollar players. Like yeah, their actual roster that they put on the ice yeah. during the playoffs was like 90 million and you had an 81.5 <laughs> cap. That's, it's that's, definitely gonna happen here. <laughs> no, hundred percent it's gonna happen. And it, and they've yeah. already shown. The NHL, as much as any fan base wanted to bitch about it, right? The NHL has already shown they're not going to change it. So it doesn't, so you might as well either adapt and use it or be left. And they won't the be the only team doing it. Yes. Yeah. Vegas, if Vegas wins the cup by doing it, do you think that then something happens? Nope. I mean, because it's they, not... are, they already said they already yeah. didn't change it when it was Kucherov. And look, guys, Kucherov I... was 100% healthy before the playoffs. He mm-hmm. could have played because he came out and scored. I don't know. It was like ten goals in the first couple of rounds. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's and not like ice skating for a bit too. And it's not like every team can do it. It's not an easy thing to do. It's it. It takes a lot of managing to actually do it. You know. What it I mean? also takes an owner that's willing yeah. to pay ninety million real dollars. Yeah. For the, the it takes an owner saying yeah. So once again, if if they do it, thank Bill Foley because he has to write those real. Those are actual mm-hmm. real dollars. Yeah, it doesn't count against your cap, but it's real dollars. And uh, yeah, it's, it's and, no. Go ahead. No, no. It 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 is it is something that it is a possibility that's going to happen happen here in Vegas. We don't know who's going to be the uh, the Kucherov, as they say, or getting Ryan Kessler would be something too. But it's it's that's why they pay the ma- the management <laughs> the big money. So yeah, yeah I, I think it's going to be either Stone or Patches. What do you think, Dave? Well, I was going to get back to Eric's point about you know having an owner who's willing to do that. So I remember back in the day when Tampa didn't have good ownership, they wouldn't do things like that. And I remember when Bill Davidson, the Pistons owner bought out the lightning. That's when they won their first cup, had good ownership and then lost him. Then they went back down and they got good ownership again. And now we look at what Arizona situation here and shitty ownership. And there you go. I look at Ottawa. And yeah. Like, you know, that's, that's, <laughs> Yeah, it's ownership is part of the team. I think uh, the ability you start from the top, you build from the top. You know. Yeah. And I know a lot of people are giving uh, like hate the the, uh, the general managers right now because of trading their favorite players. But 
I we I think we can all agree we're all, all in the boat that these managers are freaking good. Yeah, Final uh, four, three out of the last four years, yeah. get over it. Yeah, and a lot of people are complaining and want them replaced. And look at well, look at what's going. There was a thread in, in Twitter recently, and if you look at what's going on in Edmonton, you have the two best players in the in the mm. world, but they cannot get over the hump because their their managers are are built on like hiring their best buddies and and they 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 care more about player relationships than actual numbers and stuff you're just reading you're reading that one guy's tweet right now aren't you yeah no that's what i'm saying i I did that's why i said there was a a a tweet i i I did say that that's what i was saying he yeah he built the wings and then he destroyed them and now he's in edmonton and he's clearly should just retire like, it is like, it is going to be awesome if Edmonton misses the playoffs this year. They're yeah. they're on their way to right now, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's they're... still so much season left. I mean, does anybody think Anaheim's going to continue to play this well? No. Like, I don't believe I so. Mean, right? Like, I I, th- I still think it's the same as we as you as we sit here on January 9th, I think it's the same thing as we sat here before the first game was played. It's Vegas and the rest. I could see any two out of the other seven I, making the play, other than. Uh, Seattle. I think Seattle's probably out of it by this. Yeah, I think Calgary. Calgary's in there too. I think. Yeah. They're, they're I, I called good. them getting freaking laying an egg on this road trip, though. They're about <laughs> to get swept on this road trip, which yeah. is not good. Uh, yeah, they're they're, not yes, they good. are. But their coach plays stupid fucking mind games. They he started their backup goalie on back to back nights because he, for whatever reason, didn't like what Markstrom was doing. I don't know how that's going to fucking work. Yeah, it, that's. <sighs> Markstrom is like probably one of the better goalies in this division. Yeah, like him and Leonard sure. probably, and then you can you can maybe say Demko because and Vancouver Gibson, Gibson obviously I forgot totally <laughs> forgot. Um, you can blame Koskinen if you want to. Freaking dog, he just throws the goaltender under the bus, man. So oh, yeah, that 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 was the Edmonton one. That was Dave yeah. Haxel. Oh, Haxel. I don't yeah. know. No, not Tippett. Uh, Tippett, not Haxel. Dave Haxel's. Yeah, Seattle. He's an assistant for Seattle. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Tip, like that was such a shitty thing to do, man. <laughs> Just throw your 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 goalie under the bus, and then when you when the other goalie plays and he's having a bad game, you fucking support him. Support him. Well, did you hear what yeah, Kostin you... said? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, Kostin, go, go ahead. Then. Back on that. Yeah. Uh, say, well, you know, the, the players around me are, I can't remember the exact quote, so eight goal heads. I don't know the exact quote. So. It was like, it doesn't work when only when we only get seven goals out of the last my eight, last eight something stars like, or something like that. Yeah. I mean, he, he threw the whole team under the bus. So that looks like, that, I can't score goals. Like, that yeah. thing's coming off the rails. And mm-hmm. not unfortunately, I think, although it would have been a lot of fun if, if you could see a battle of Alberta in around one of the playoffs. I, I, just, I wanted Eichel versus McDavid in the playoffs. I wanted to see that. Yeah. yeah. You still got to Calgary still has five games in hand, too, because of all yeah. the cancellations. Yeah. yeah. I think not bad. They just went up against three of the best, like literally the top three teams in the league in a row. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that East Coast Atlantic trip is brutal. When you go Carolina, Florida, and Tampa, it's just mm-hmm. absolutely brutal. Yeah. But I think Calgary is um, – I think the, the Pacific Division, like I said, it's Vegas. Vegas, but now instead of like in the in the preseason we said Vegas, and then a gap, and then Edmonton and the rest, right? But now I think it's Vegas, Calgary, and the rest. Yeah, because I think Calgary is still a good team, and Sutter's a great coach. Yeah, I will say uh, I hope 
I hope Trevor Zegers gets here for uh, the all-star game. I, I think he deserves it this season. He does. Um, yeah, he's such an entertaining kid. McDavid and Dreisaitl is obviously leading uh, the votes, uh, yeah. but they're slowing down. Uh, you, you, you can tell that now that they're not scoring two points per game, <laughs> Edmonton started losing because they needed them to score two points per game. Uh, so just, just to win a game, <laughs> just to win a game, you know, that's, that's what Edmonton is, is Connor McDavid. Oh, I, I think I tweeted this before. It's 50% Connor McDavid, 40% Liam Drysaddle, 10% rest of the team. Yeah. <laughs> if those two don't perform, they're screwed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and it, it sucks. Like, I, I don't know who's going to ask to be out first. McDavid. I, I do. I, I actually think at some point it'll wear on him when, yeah. when you have continued to show that you can't put a team around him. When he's taken – look, maybe he didn't take it at the time. He's still underpaid. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best contracts, right? 11.5 is still one of the best contracts because he is, as Carlos said, he's 50% of any team. He's the best player. He yeah. – the gap between him and the second best player is so vast. Like, I don't care. Like you think McKinnon's close or you think, I don't even care who you think is next. There's nobody that's close to McDavid. McDavid is head and shoulders better than everybody else. On he, He's playing a different sport. Yeah. Yeah. He's just on another level. He's in the MHL instead of the NHL. He just, there's nobody else that could play with him. So he had to come down to this league. Yeah, uh, GHL man, the God Hockey League. <laughs> MHL yeah. is the uh, is the junior league. In, in, in I, I figured <laughs> MHL is the McDavid Hockey League. So yeah. no, I like, um, I like I like G. I like G better. Yeah, uh, I, I think also that they're playing they're playing him thirty minutes a game, and it's wearing on him. Like, yeah, that's why they're slowing down because it's it's crazy because I was watching game they went to overtime and him and him and Drysaddle did not leave the ice for three minutes. They were there for the entire overtime and they lost because they were so dead tired at the end of it. But they're and, the only two guys that can do anything. I mean, they, they I mean, give them rest though. They, they're, they're still just kind of. You, you can't like, win a game without them. Yeah. That's the thing. No. I mean, you look, I, I mean, I think it was three like three minutes in overtime. I think it was two or three years ago. There was like a, I forgot what the stat was about how much they were outscored with McDavid off mm-hmm. the ice and then him on the ice. Like it was. It is so such a vast difference, and I don't think they're any better now. I mean, Dry Settle's better. Puliarvi has been pretty good. They went out and paid all that money for uh, who's the kid from Toronto? Oh, no, uh, uh, the they paid too much for the Toronto winger. Uh, no, no, but that's, Hyman? That, yeah, Zach Hyman. Hyman, yeah, and he's already too old. It's just it's they make the yeah. Everybody wants to complain about Vegas ownership, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Vegas yeah. gets rid of the players as they're on their way down. Mm-hmm. Edmonton brings the players in. They're already past their prime. Yeah. Keith, Hyman, like all these people. They traded Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear is obviously very good for Carolina. Like it makes no sense. And, 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 Ken Holland, he's always dealt with or bought veteran leadership over youth. Yeah. yeah uh, taking this back to Vegas, I remember when the, the, there were, the Jack Eichel trade were still rumors and a lot of people – we're saying like I don't want to get Eichel because I don't want to trade our futures for Eichel, and I don't want to trade our future for for this superstar. He's twenty five years old. 
He is our future. <laughs> he's, he, he's the McDavid draft. He's the yeah. year before the Austin Matthews draft. Here's the thing that Vegas fans don't understand, and I think a lot of times we can't even wrap our head around that, right? Vegas has never had a young superstar. Mm-hmm. Shea Theodore was the closest we had. All the hype in the world for any of these other players. I mean, Patrick is still young. He's obviously not going to realize what he was supposed to be. I mean, that was the McCarr draft. But there's right? still time, I think. There's still time, but I mean, look how good McCarr is. McCarr is changing yeah. the the way people think about defensemen in the league. Yeah. I don't he, care. He Adam Fox. Be a serviceable player, but he'll never live up to the number one or number, number two, two, whatever you want. Whereas Eichel, he's only two years older than Patrick, right? I mean, because it was. The Matthews draft was the year before Vegas got mm-hmm. into the league, and McDavid draft was 15. Would you take McDavid right now? Would you blow up your roster for McDavid? Of course you would, because it's fucking McDavid. Well, guess what? Eichel was not as good, because obviously it's fucking McDavid, but he was in. He was the number two pick in that draft. Any other season, Eichel would have been a number one draft pick, mostly. Yeah. And, here's, and here's the thing, too. He like, might have been number one over Matthews. Yeah, I think so. And here's the... And here's the thing too. A lot of people are saying like we don't want to have to top load uh, the Golden Knights roster with talent because look at look at they compare it with Edmonton. Look at Edmonton. You have uh, big uh, two big players and no depth. Here the difference is our general manager knows how to find those depth. I would call us more a Toronto that actually makes it through the first round of the. Playoffs. I wouldn't even call us that because Toronto's so forward heavy. Mm-hmm. I mean, True. think about yeah, it. Like like, head, yeah. like to, to to Carlos' point. Who's our top line center right now? And how much is he making? Like 2.5 million. And what did we trade for him? Fifth fifth rounder. It is fucking amazing, (laughs) right? Carlson is is probably our best all around center. He's making under six, and he was an expansion draft, right? Like Wah. Nick Waugh is an absolute serviceable, can play up in your lineup, and they traded a broken down Eric Hall, and they got a pick plus it for him. Yeah. Marshy's making five million. Obviously, um, Patrick and Stone are, are making high numbers, but Stone at nine point five is still That's very good. And then you start going looking at defensemen, right? Like Petrangelo took less to be here. He could have got probably a little bit more, I think, somewhere else. Uh, um, Theodore's Theodore a is way underpaid at mm-hmm. five point two or whatever. A Martinez, I think, is a little bit up there because of his age uh, for his salary. It was a five point two, right? His salary. Uh, I think he was like 5.25 is what he yeah. got. Yeah, it was yeah 5.25. Uh, I think McNabb is a bit underpaid for what he does. 2.5 is really good. He still paid. White Cloud's contract. Holy shit. Six, six for two? Come on. That's a dumb that 2.75. It is so silly that he signed that, but I, yeah. I get it, right? And now all yeah. of a sudden, now he's starting to show a lot more. Haig is going to use a, use a raise, obviously. Mm-hmm. I just, it's it is very refreshing that Vegas consistently has an opportunity to go for it and goes for it. Right. We haven't even realized Vegas is, was number one in the West. I don't think they are anymore, but they're number one in the Pacific by a couple points. Yeah. And they still are missing one of their better players in Pacioretty and one, they're probably their best scoring threat in Pacioretty and their best all around player that hasn't even skated for them yet. Yeah. And, we also find Pete like off waivers. Like, look at Howden. People said it's, I think Howden's been playing really well, to be honest. With you. I think it so. wasn't waivers, yeah. but they traded yeah. a late. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hutton, yeah, yeah. Brett Hutton. It was basically uh, Howden for Reeves, is what it turned, turned yeah. into. Yeah. There, there's Hutton. 
uh, is playing really well. Uh, and, and Vegas has some serviceable bottom sixers coming up too, like Precision and, and Ronberg and, and uh, Dugan, all that. It, it's I hate it when people compare it to Edmonton, saying like, oh, we're trading all our depth for Eichel. It's, yeah. it's not the case. We have the depth. We're, we're adding to it. It's, it's crazy because it, it pushes every all other centers down. It, it makes our depth better. Can we talk about also uh, Rassois' contract is not that bad for how good he is as a backup. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like for two and a little over 2.325. Like, Are we going to talk about the fucking tabs? The what? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no. Continue, continue your thought. Continue no, no. Your thought. I don't. I forgot now. Go ahead. Oh, you, I, you I thought you, were, you squirreled him. Sorry. I, I thought you were going to start uh, going to Logan Thompson. Just fucking do it. No, no, I thought you were going to go into Logan Thompson. No, no, I, I lost my Thompson train of thought. Is, is do whatever you're going to do. Logan Thompson is not currently an NHL goalie. He's probably not going to be an NHL goalie next year. But I think he can come up and fill after Brassois goes away. I thought he was good. He was fine. Nashville. He wasn't the reason they lost. They're not the he reason was he lost. But serviceable. Yeah, I don't think he's an yeah, every you, day. You need to see more games at the NHL level for him before mm-hmm. you make any turn determination on that. I, I really liked how what I saw, like especially for his first game, and I thought he was calm, he was composed, and he was good. Yeah, but here's the thing. Dylan Ferguson won his first game, so fuck off. Oh, he did it in, in the NHL? Didn't Ferguson win his first game in the NHL? No, uh, it was, was he, he, he stopped Connor McDavid. He did. Yeah. He, he, he allowed two goals. One, he allowed both shots were uh, he let no, he allowed one goal, two, two shots on him, both from McDavid. Saved one. No, he, Ferguson came in relief when Lagasse they were down like 8 1 or something like that. Also, yeah. Vegas got rid of the wrong goalie, Fukakol or whatever. <laughs> Fukale, just, set a, just set a record for most, uh-huh. most uh, minutes with the shutout to start his career. <laughs> Obviously. We, we, we got we got rid of the wrong goal. Anyway, we don't need to start talking about, like, look, Ferguson has no chance to be on this team this year unless no. somebody gets hurt. Like, he's not going to be on the team next year. He's not going to go and sign anywhere else. He'll sign an AHL deal. He'll clear waivers. Yes, Thompson. Like, just move on. Either one the, of them. Yeah, any of them. Like, come on, guys. This Carlo, I'm sorry no, to kill, I think, kill your – I really like Logan Thompson. I think, so no. You can like him all you want. He's played one NHL game. He'll play more next year, too. Like he'll, oh, he'll, no, I mean he'll get like a game or two here or there. Like he'll get a couple games, and then maybe he'll be ready. When the only way your third string gets games is if both people injuries. get hurt. If both yeah. people get hurt, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. So sorry, Logan Thompson. I don't know. Or if, that's, or or if the backup plays a long string of games in a row, and then he just needs a rest. Yeah. If Leonard had to have say like a, a shoulder surgery or something, and Brissois became the starter, then you'd see Thompson get some games again. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, sure. I, I we're screwed. Like, if we need Leonard, though. This is the thing. No, that, that's not what I'm saying. Though. I, I meant like, say next season comes along and you got the whole season, and then that happened. That that sort of thing would be when Thompson would be have like a regular backup job for a, a bit. Uh, uh, isn't he the backup right now? I think Brissois still out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's on the bench last night, right? Yeah. Yes, he was. Do you know how long Brissois would be out? I don't know what his injury was but i think it's like, it a lot yeah. uh, i think it might have been related to that head hit he took though and i don't think we have any back-to-backs on the horizon because the no. only back-to-back we had both those games got postponed we play tuesday and then for some reason we don't play again until the following monday like because yeah. the two games yeah. in canada have been canceled well yeah yeah that's yes that is why i hope they 
figure out a way to just throw the Colorado or the uh, LA game. LA game on there and just say, okay, hey, we have we have an opening. Let's go. Well, yeah. I um, Ryan the Hockey made a good point on the way home though last night too in the post game show. It's like this. These guys might need a little bit of a rest too, because a lot of these guys have played extra heavy minutes, especially the top guys, because of all the injuries. So it's true, kind of, especially Petro. Your top four demon. That's what I was just gonna say. They yeah. have essentially said, Hutton and Coglin, you guys have fun. You're gonna get like three starts a period. That's it. Fucking deal with it. And they have led let Petro, Theo, uh, McNabb, and White Cloud just take all the big minutes. Ooh, and last yeah. last night it was every other shift in the third period was Petro and Theo over the boards like it was yep. every other yep. guys. Uh, the last week of January looks like shit. <laughs> it's the Capitals back to back with the Carolina Hurricanes, followed by the Panthers and the Lightning. Take them. That's, that's one just, of those you just hope to go. That, that's that's one you just hope to go two and two on the. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I remember last year. Did uh, was it? Last, no, not last year. The year before, we had that stretch, and we won all. I think we we swept it. It was. I think it was it, at the worst three out of four, right? Yeah, or something like that. Well, and this then, year we just swept a pretty good one with with uh, Boston and uh-huh. uh huh, yeah. the New Yorks and Jersey. Yep. Yeah, that was I a mean, great one. I mean, Jersey and the Islanders aren't that uh, are not beaters this year. So I'm very, but, uh, I'm curious on uh, on Tuesday how this this uh, Leafs game goes. Um, if that's one that they don't get up for after they got embarrassed, because mm-hmm. they got embarrassed like two months ago. I mean, embarrassed, like yeah. shut out, embarrassed. Yeah. If they don't get up for this game, that'll be a, that'll be telling. But I think it's possible that Haig or uh, Martinez could be back because they're both skating by that point. Um, but your forward group is what your forward group is. So it's, yeah. you should be good there. Yeah. I and, uh, I'm glad Hutton scored, but I, I don't want him on the fucking, I don't want him in the lineup anymore. No. And, and a couple of these, <laughs> I don't want them to ever play Barbie girl. I'm sorry, Carlo. Like, Damn it. Off. like I don't want Damn to see it. him. I, I just give me Martinez and Hag back. Yes. And let Coglin be the seventh D man and put Hutton on the, um, waivers, waivers, or taxi squad, or whatever, yeah. and move on with life. Let's get back. You, yeah, we do have the toxic squad. Yes, I forgot about that. Well, and y'all, y'all have noticed like every time that there's more than one really good D man that's been injured, Petro's minutes both go up and his intensity tries to go up. That backfires sometimes, and that's exactly yeah. what happened in that Nashville game when Forsberg like freaking broke his ankles. It, it happened, happened again last night. Yeah, time? yeah. Time? he tried last to take somebody one on one and just fucking got eight, eaten alive. Tired. Like. Yeah, he's tired. Just, he's trying to do too much right now. Again, that's why I say instead of scheduling those games, just giving those games off, just the rest of the legs. He is yeah. he has definitely like been one of the most consistently good players on the team, though. Like, given how much responsibility he's had to have because of all the injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Petro Pet, and he he shoulders that load. Dude. That's how good Petro is. To be did honest. you see that? Did anybody see that uh, blue line defense? Like, basically, it was a poke check that he did uh, in the Rangers game where it was right at the blue line. He just like slashed the stick a certain way and a puck went right back out. Mm. Yeah, I, remember, I, I don't remember the, who it was against, but I do remember it. <laughs> I want to say it was Ryan Reeves. <laughs> it's crazy how, how well they played against the Rangers. And just well, that's because Ryan flat. Reeves, I swear to God, thought he was on the Golden Knights half the time. Like, like there was an actual play. Yeah. Where he, he played he like, like he was in the Golden Knights rush. Like, <laughs> He played like five minutes. It was just funny though, because <laughs> I saw it and I'm like, "Why is he all the way back there?" And then it looks like he's up going up the rush with the team. 
Yeah, I, I just I just crazy how well they played, and then go, they turn around against Chicago and just played flat. And well, I, I'll two things on that with two. I think Vegas did not play well, but Chicago played probably their best game of the season. Oh, by oh far. possibly. I don't they, watch a they lot of shutdown games. Like, yeah, I don't they, watch a lot of Chicago games, so I can't really hundred percent confirm that. But yeah, it was it was they played a good game. I mean, I watched I watched Seth Jones actually defend last night, which after watching the Arizona game, I'm like, okay, I just saw an article about Seth Jones saying that maybe he is sometimes good as advertised, and then he was like, leave two guys completely wide open on the other side of the net. Um, I wish we got that Seth Jones. I mean, Seth Jones is an offensive defense. He's not known for his defense. <laughs> he was a minutes eater in uh, Columbus was the only thing. Yeah, he yeah. was supposed to act as a shutdown, but he – wasn't good at it yeah. um anything else to kind of wrap we need to uh touch on uh rest in peace to uh brian blessing yeah I, that was i can't that happened today news just came out no, nothing as far as what happened yet um but he was great for the biggest hockey market i mean he was it was uh what him and stevie slapshot on vegas hockey hotline he was always guest on on many different things the one thing that was most surprising to me, he always could get Bill Foley on. Like more than anybody else, he could yep. always get Bill Foley and talk about whatever they want to talk about. A lot of people don't realize, obviously, because Vegas is a little bit newer, but he was big in Buffalo. He was big, big in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. he actually was on, I think, with their radio team or he was with their TV team uh, pregame or something. Yeah. It was, yeah, so, it's, uh, it, it sucks that I, I enjoyed interacting with him a couple of times. I've met him and you know, it sucks. Yeah, he, he was a uh, he was always happy to if you would tag him in something on Twitter, he'd be happy to interact there too as well. Um, yeah. And he'd always give good like outlooks on his thoughts on certain things. So I I, I liked him a lot. It sucks that sucks that that happened. Um, yeah. Aside from that, uh, yeah, we got these postponements coming up. We don't have a schedule for these February makeup games yet. Going to guess they're going to be all over the place. Um, Gary Lawless on the postgame show last night said essentially the NHL has told um, – yeah, I saw that, Dave um, – has told Canada you've got till the third week of January. If your government is still fucked off by the third week of January, sorry, you're going to have to take the loss. We're still going to schedule games in there. So – it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. COVID's not going anywhere, right? Like it's just this is the new. Just who fucking knows, right? Yeah, yeah. Winnipeg even considered moving their team out to Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Saskatoon, yeah. And then the fans didn't like it, so they're like, never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it. I don't know how you don't consider trying to play in one of the. I mean, they talked about North Dakota, right? Like, can you get some fans down there to to get? I don't know. It's it's crazy to me. I don't fuck. Like it's just so stupid, right? Like America's like, well, oh, no, it's over. But obviously, we we keep setting records for how many cases we get. And then Canada's like, oh my god, it's not over. We got to shut everything out. So it's like polar opposites. Yeah, the like, approach. It, at least this new strain though isn't as uh, deadly as we've seen so far. But it doesn't mean it's yeah. gonna be like that. It's more person. It's yeah. more contagious, but the people with the vaccines are are not really gonna isn't not that big of a danger of it. So I guess a, a Vander Kane should be worried. Oh my God! We didn't, oh, we didn't touch even touch on, on that. that. Yeah, we didn't oh, even touch no. on the fact that this motherfucker gets <laughs> cut because he travels to Vancouver when he's COVID positive. 
They didn't cut him because he had a bad vaccine or a fake vaccination card or any of the dumb shit he did this offseason with his estranged ex-wife or betting or any of the shit. This motherfucker is dumb enough to think I got through with everything. I got away with everything. Hey, guys, I'm good. He travels into Canada while COVID positive on the AHL team when he's not supposed to. And he gets cut because of that. <laughs> and he's losing all that money. Yeah. Like he, they let San, San Jose off the hook, which absolutely sucks. Like, how do you just – is there any dead cat penalty or anything? Nope. Or do they yeah. I know the no. union said they were going to try to fight it. Yeah, I know they're going to try. They're going to lose. They're going to lose, yeah. So stupid. They said Mike Richards had more of a precedent to get uh, cut than Kane does. So God. the NHLPA might win this one, possibly. Oh my I hope he gets his money just because it's dead cap for San Jose. Sorry, Nick. I apologize. <laughs> I hope he gets his money, not because he deserves it. He's a piece of shit, but because I want $7 million of dead cap for the next three and a half he's years. Gonna hang, Jose. He's going to hang out with Antonio Brown now. He should start a podcast. I don't care who he hangs out with. I just want dead cap on if San you Jose. Want San Jose to get I don't care what happens. Yeah, just fuck San Jose. I, but here's the only other thing. If they don't have dead cap, maybe they can go use that on another defenseman. It's not any good, and they can <laughs> add to their collection. Actually, look, here's the thing. as much as it is, Vegas, I want Vegas to have an actual rival again. Yes. They don't right now. LA Kings, not a rival. Like, nope. maybe they're going to be good, and maybe the Colorado might be the closest one. Colorado in the wild, maybe, right. but, they're in but a there's, no, there's no animosity between fan bases between Colorado. Like There, Colorado. there is with Colorado, because they're all a bunch of little bitches. On well, and Minnesota thinks we get <laughs> Yeah, and the wild too. fans. Oh, my God. Oh, I do not like, like the wild fans. Not like yeah, the Sharks, though. I'm like the Sharks. There's actual hatred with the Sharks. If they come up with Colorado, Minnesota, they play Vegas again in the series, then maybe. Yeah. yeah, it could develop. I could see that there's the start of a rivalry there. And look, if it's a Western Conference, Colorado and Vegas, and both at full strength, I don't Ooh, care man. what anybody says. That will be one of the most fun series you'll see. I It'll mean, be better in the finals. Like it doesn't matter no, who's well, in the no, finals. Well, guys, everybody no. stop. I know we pay no. attention to the West a little bit more than the East. The East is running roughshod over everybody. That's true. Yes, it will. The West is the East is essentially already has their playoff team set. Yeah. Because I mean, they, look, look every, at the Atlantic. You're gonna have a good team knocked out in the first round. Yes, a hundred percent. You're gonna. I mean, that the East is so much better than the West right now. Like, you need Vegas at full strength. You need Colorado at full strength. Then they have nobody that can compete with the East teams other than those two if they're at full strength. So don't even start. It'll be better than the finals because it won't be. Tampa Bay is fucking phenomenal. Carolina's the only, phenomenal. Only thing is that some of those East teams may be slightly beat up by the time they make the final. But yeah, so will Vegas or Colorado if that's the Western Conference final? That, but that is look, McCarr once again changing the way he's about to go on a Nicholas Lindstrom shout out to Dave, uh, history time with Dave type Norris <laughs> run. I don't care what anybody says about Shea was gonna win one, Petro's gonna win one, uh, out of Vox will win another one, or no, it's no, McCarr is doing really well, it, too. yeah, McCarr is gonna be a finalist like for the rest of his career. It's McCarr for like the next five years, yeah. nobody will be close. That 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 movie the only way he doesn't win multiples in a row is because they get tired of voting for him. That's that, it. I I just loved watching him break Kirby Doc's legs the other day. That was oh that god, was that was beautiful. As much as I hate Colorado, I got to give up to him for that. That was just a sexy goal. And Kirby Doc just looked like was standing there, like what just happened? <laughs> he didn't have a proper stance for one thing. He didn't have anything. He got fucking juked. 
<laughs> but, McCoy, but look, a defenseman should not be able to skate like that. No. He's one of the best five skaters in the league. Like, forget what position. Like, it's McDavid. It's hit, like, and it's not speed. Like, I'm not saying speed. He couldn't win a fastest. But his edge work. Oh, yes. The yes, way he's really able to walk the line. I mean, it's fucking stupid how good that guy is. And I, uh, God, it was before one of the games I was watching. It might have been a national game or it might have been a Colorado game. No, it was a Colorado game. Um, versus Calgary or maybe it wasn't. I don't know what it was. But Sam Costantino was saying um, how lucky Colorado got in the year where they got unlucky. Because that 2017 draft, they had the worst record. Like, by far, they needed the number one pick. And it was clearly going to be Heischer or Patrick. And then uh, after that, it was um, Heiskanen and Makar. And Makar falls to them, and he's the best of the bunch. Heiskanen's good. Make no doubt about it, Heiskanen's good. But he's not Makar good. Makar's already one of the top five defensemen in the league. Easily. For sure. Maybe top three? Yossi Hedman. He'll, he'll, probably, he'll probably be a finalist this year for the Norse. Oh, I think he wins it. He's he's going to set records for a defenseman for scoring. He's already got like 15 goals this year. Does he? Huh. I don't know the uh, – I haven't kept track of the stats. I like so. that uh, Shea Theodore in the pregame interviews the other day against Floria was like, well, I, I mean, I, I changed my shootout move because <laughs> he's only got one move. Yeah, I think mean, it does. 15, 15, 53. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just I, I was laughing at Shea Theodore's one move. He won't goals? he won't break the record for goals for a defenseman year. So that's 48. Well, okay, maybe not break it. <laughs> <laughs> but what year was that? Uh of is 86 with the Oilers and Paul Coffey. Okay. Modern game. Smoothie <laughs> <laughs> goalposts. Movie goalposts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the closest one, 2009, was 32. Okay. He's so already got 15 through 27 games. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he can get more than that. Yes. I'll give you that. Yeah. Because yeah. um, no, no, you, you even understand that those Oilers teams, like goalies didn't play the same that they do now. Yeah. yeah it's it's very... The systems, the defense was totally different. Yeah, everything was different. Games right? like, like nine to six, like every other night. Correct. It's a, it's a different. That's a different league. Yeah, but yeah, going back to your point, Andrew, I think Theodore is just playing mind games because the goalie's gonna think, "Oh no, yeah. he's gonna he changes it up. It's gonna yeah. be different." Because we it's all gonna, know he doesn't have more than that one. Move. It's the like, fucking same. <laughs> uh, I want to see more Nick Watt and. Yes. Yeah. Dude, Nick Watt's having such a good season too. Yanmark yeah. lately, holy shit, too. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. That yeah, one yeah, goal against. Covered. Yeah, that Rangers goal was nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably probably been in the last month, probably been our most consistent forward, mm-hmm. yep. excluding Pacioretty, who got hurt because Pacioretty was and, Pacioretty missed games. Was been December. pretty good too, like Carlos said. And Pacioretty was the NHL second star for the month of December, and he missed multiple games. Like that's how good of a fucking <laughs> month he had. Yeah, I, th- I think Stolen's been good too. Uh, start, finally starting to score. Uh, he's getting his assist. He had a chance uh, last night. Well, I said uh, earlier yeah. there wasn't many chances. Steven. The one where he got um, right in the slot had, it, but he shot it right over the net. Like he, yeah. he had a chance to tie the game. Like, I don't know if you saw like, my tweet. Everybody, they were missing shots with the shots. I don't see if you saw, saw my tweet where the spirit, the spirit of Colin Miller still lives on. <laughs> oh, uh, Cog, Coglin did. Coglin had a wide open net. Yeah. Like, yeah, he put it to the fucking goal line. 
there was on like, the boards. Yeah, there was like five shots they missed last night. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, <laughs> like, make Flurry, make him save it. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was one instant uh, yesterday when they completely missed the net, but they hit the net above the board or above the boards, but they never blew a whistle and the puck went the other way. Oh, yeah. That, that should have been a whistle, right? Every that time. was right in my corner. Of course, they just got the puck back. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, Hopefully, I'm excited. I'm excited for Eichel. That, that's all I know. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and uh, Stevenson's slowing down a little bit, uh, I think, right? I don't think he's gotten a point. In a few. He got a point, I think, against the Rangers, but everybody got a point against the Rangers. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but he, 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 he did slow down from his amazing start, but he's uh, still pretty close to a point a game right now. Yeah, yeah, he's still good. I, I still like his game, but, you know, he's not. He's not the uh, the elite one C that we saw earlier this year. Yeah, I saw the another note after the Rangers game that Mark Stone is about a point a game player on yeah. so far. So awesome. Yeah, Mark Stone has twenty four on twenty one games. But like even over Mark Stone's entire career with Vegas, he's a point a game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, he is. I think he. Yeah, it's a little bit over point per game. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was like one one point more than he had games or something like that. Um, Which is yeah, and for, then, for an Eric Brandstrom and uh, Oscar Lindbergh, yeah, it's pretty good, right? And and then with Eichel coming in, I I, I don't think there's any way that like that trade would actually be balanced once we see what Eichel does. <laughs> Not to talk shit on Brandstrom, but is he even playing in the league? Age? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, he's having a hard time getting to their lineup, which is which is concerning, especially if it's the it's Ottawa. The, the Ottawa lineup. <laughs> they don't have that much. He's played three regular season games this year and yeah. nine AHL games. Yes. And he played 30 last year and 31 the year before. Is it this is, is his it last Ottawa's year but... system or is it him? <clears throat> I think I... it was all I thought it was always going to be him. Like I know that the, there was a lot of hype around him and Vegas after the after the draft said that we think we got the best defenseman in the draft. Obviously, Heiskin and Makar probably it's a little better. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. But uh, of course, I they just, were gone before they ran the pick anyway. But true. But I, I just I don't know. I mean, is it system or is it him? I don't know. But I mean, at some point, and I think um, I forgot who touched on this. He went from playing, seeing a franchise that would be a perennial contender to going to one of the worst franchises. So maybe that weighed on him a little bit, but at some point you just got to go fucking play and he's not been good. Yeah. Cause he's got 60 something NHL games, right? He's 66 NHL games, yeah. two mm-hmm. goals, 15 assists, like dash seven. It is Ottawa. I get that, but th- no, that will, that will never realize as a, as a even trade, like even close. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Brandstrom a second, and we traded Lindbergh's? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so. That was, I mean, it was basically for his right since it was the, his UFA year anyway, right? Yeah, because um, it was up the deadline. Yeah. That's why was, I don't think Hurdle will, if they decided to trade him, would get as much as we were talking about earlier. Because oh, of, I think so, 100%. I think, I think he gets, he, because, look, people think that they can sell them on the culture. So they'll trade whatever it is, whether they have a handshake agreement or not. Yeah. They think that they can go and sell him on the culture of being there regardless. Like he just, he was in San Jose, which realistically the last couple of years since Pavelski left has not had a good culture. 
Yeah. So they'll think, hey, we can sell him on this. He'll want to stay here. I think and uh, as Greg Wyshynski says, NHL players hate moving their stuff. Wherever their stuff is, is where they sign. Yep. Makes sense. Cool. Well, I, I also think removing Evander King from that locker room helps. Yeah, I was just going to mention that too. That will I, certainly. I help. bet you somebody picks him up. On a Kane McCain's. I just I I don't know. You yeah. have to be so comfortable and so solid in your community to, to even think about making that move. The Canes I, picked up Tony D'Angelo. So correct, I, and, it, and it's yeah. worked out fine for them because they were strong in the community. They got a lot of pushback for it, and I'm and D'Angelo said the Bruins. anything stupid. The Bruins could the do Bruins. it. I mean, mm. I can see the Bruins mm. doing it. And look, if if he is a true UFA, and you can go get him at minimum a million or two million dollars, whatever. His plus his debts. Um, I could see teams wanting to do it because once again, they the NHL has proven as much as I love the sport, it's toxic in the fact that they only care how good somebody is, not what they actually provide yep. as a human being. Somebody will think, hey, we can go get a 30-goal score for a million dollars. Let's go get them. I think he fits right in Chicago. You have to have a strong – you have to have a really strong locker room, though, for that to work. I was just going to mention that to you. Strong leadership. I Coaches, think Boston works. I think captains, Boston works. Yeah. Boston is the only one I could think of that would really work. Um, and even then, he'd be on a short leash, leash I bet. I don't know. Rod Brindamore is a hell of a coach. True. I, I think that – I think that leash – I don't know, man. Vetter Kane, he's going to break that leash. He, he needs help, I think. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's really – it's very interesting, too, like some of the things that he said are very, very – and actions that he's done are so similar to what Antonio Brown did. It's like, oh, do you no, know – It's not even close to Antonio Brown. Not, Antonio not all of them, but like some of the actions were similar in like the way that they did certain things, you know, like – Antonio Brown's like a whole car. different level, dude. Oh, talking about somebody no, I'm saying – never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I it's, it's, it is similar, but it's a different level. Yeah, yes, that's what I was saying. Okay. okay, okay, I get it, I get it, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it, it, I know this is a hockey podcast. If you don't know Antonio Brown's story, my God, it, it's it's, it, it's it fascinating. Is, that was, like, ten pages long. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad how he has fallen since his days at Central Michigan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I sent you guys that someone summarized it on Reddit, what Antonio Brown did. And I sent it to you guys, and it was li- – I, I read all of it, and I was just like, holy shit. That was a long list. That <laughs> was quite a list. There was one that was really, really funny. Um, <laughs> I think the one that made me laugh is, like, he, he punted the ball at Raiders practice and told Mike Mayak to find me for that. And, and then got fined for that. What it got fined for that. I died this morning when I read that. It's like, that was so what funny. Are you, oh yeah, sure. Like fine for that. Got fine for it. <laughs> Jake Speck. He started to fight. He's he tried to start a fight with his general manager. That's Antonio Brown. My God. So apparently there is an R&B singer named Jason Derulo that was here in Vegas, and this is the other funny story that I'll tell uh, before we end here. Um, he got in a fist fight with two guys here in Vegas because they kept calling him Usher to piss him off. 
Let me just piss him off. Usher's bigger than Jason Dorella. That's what I'm saying. It's like I, I would be, I would, man. It's it's probably that he's self conscious because Usher's better than him. <laughs> I just I I could not I I could not stop laughing when I saw that. I'm like I I just imagine somebody being like Usher, I love your music, and just keep like continuing to say that to him. That's that's just trolling, man. If you get that, if you. It goes through social media too. If, if you let the trolls get to you, you they, then they win. Yeah, then they win. Don't let on them, that don't on that note, uh, we always win. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys in a month. <laughs> hopefully now. Hopefully next week again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll hopefully have a little bit more time. Maybe we'll be back uh, next week, or if not, the week after. I mean, we only have one game between now and Sunday. Yeah, we get we get out. In um, depth, in depth analysis of a Toronto game next week, <laughs> and now that the holidays are over, you know, yeah, everyone's yeah. back to kind of a normal schedule. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, everybody, um, did everybody have a, a good Christmas and New Year since we haven't talked since? Yeah, uh, did we even talk I, since Thanksgiving? Like, have we? I, yeah, <laughs> we we talked with uh, Britt that one time. Well, Carl, yeah, yeah. Right, right before the was, Ranger game. Yeah, yep. I actually I was listening to that episode on the subway because when I was there, it was fun. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I got my booster on Christmas Eve, so that was my couple of days right there, just kind of relaxing. Yeah. So I had I had that whole scare with my dad. I'm just gonna take this yeah. opportunity to say he's he's doing great. He's actually texted me asking me for a diet coke. I said no, <laughs> you're not allowed to anymore. Uh, so yeah, and uh, he's doing great. He's outside watching TV. Awesome. Awesome news. Yeah, glad to hear it. Glad to hear that. All right, guys. Enjoy it. Uh, I, we'll talk, I don't know, in February. <laughs> I, when I go to emergency podcast. When I yeah, we're going to surprise you when we come back next. So could be next week, could be next year. Surprisey nightly. Yeah. But we'll probably, <laughs> text nightly. About, we'll probably text each other in about five minutes. Yeah. yeah, that's true. We text each other all the time. I don't know why we're. I don't know why we're saying we're not going to talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying it for all the people that are, you know, trying yeah. to do a podcast. You know, nobody's listening anymore. <laughs> but buzz, see you, buzz. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. You find me for that. <laughs>